two, one. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Season two of Swinging Blindly. It is the 2022 season and our second full one doing the show. Blaze Bryant here in upstate New York and down in Connecticut is the co-hostist with the mostest. My man who roots for a team with a late legend named Stan. He usually leads off, but not today. That's me leading off on deck. And now stepping into the batter's box is PJ Geary. Bro, it is so good to be back uh, doing the show with you as uh, we're on a couple of different things here. We're on Facebook Live, facebook.com slash swinging blindly podcast. We are also live on ColorCast, which is available as an Apple app only. Uh, and we're going to be on demand wherever you get your podcasts. So we'll we'll get this one uploaded here later in the week. Bro, so, so good to have you back. And so good to be back with you. Man, it is it is a breath of fresh air to talk some baseball with my guy here. And we're back on the ColorCast. I'm ready to roll. We got it on Facebook. We got it on, uh, we got you on, as you said, we got Twitters. We got the Facebooks. We got the, we're going to have YouTubes and live on ColorCast. And we're ready for a big, a big year. Ready for a big year. We want everybody to join us and go for the ride with us. Absolutely. If you're listening on ColorCast, uh, feel free to hit the heart button or if you want to come on and talk baseball with us, uh, PJ will cue that up for you, uh, and uh, we'll we'll get you on. We we want people to interact with us here as well as on uh, Facebook Live. PJ will uh, look at the comments and uh, let us know what you have to say as well. I mean, you you said a big year. The big year starts off with a really big question: When the hell is the season going to start? Because of the lockout. Yeah, man. It, it, it's certainly getting to the point. This is a big week, as we know, as as wrestling, or sorry, as baseball fans, we know that this is a huge week when it comes to the lockout. Bleh. But uh, I'm interested in your takes, Blaze. I'm interested in the people's takes on uh, not what it would take, what it should take to get this to end and and. We want we want baseball. We we want it to start on time, and we want the, these negotiations to just be over with. And I think I could speak for you when I say that. No doubt about it. And it's one of those things where, you know, generally people look at this one of two ways. The one of two ways, either on the side of the owners or on the side of the players. Neither one of them seem to be able to get along. And honestly, as we're still in a global pandemic. As these millionaires and billionaires are having a complaint fest about money, it's really hard for me to just take one side. I cannot help but be equally critical of both because, I mean, here all these things are being thrown around. And look, I'm all for the minor leaguers and the the lower-ranked players getting a higher wage. They deserve it. They have to go through a season of hell and deal with 
all sorts of stuff would travel in field, or fields. Well, yeah, fields, because they're not as well manicured. And you've got food and all that stuff, too. But these higher-paying players, like, you know, Max Scherzer, $40 million a year. Garrett Cole, $36 million a year. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton. Uh, I mean, the, the list goes on. Mike Trout, all these guys getting all this money, and yet the damn season can't start on time because they're getting a pathetic amount of money, and the owners are complaining about a revenue share? What in the hell has this world come to, P.J. Gary? My friend, it is rare where we are on so lockstep in our, in our uh, opinions here, but we are in this, in this scenario. I, look. It's like you said, billionaires versus millionaires. I understand it. I get it. I get wanting – I get the players wanting more. But to add on to what you said, it's also the veterans protecting the younger players that are that are maybe, you know, before – these 20, 21-year-old phenoms that are ready to play in the majors that get held back so that they can't make as much money as when they should. Like this – these are the issues being dealt with, and it's on both sides at this point, my friend. It's on both sides. I don't know where you you stand on, like, the level of blame, but at this point, it is on both sides in my eyes, and it's it needs to get solved. And it, I think both sides, and I'd like to hear your take on this, both sides look worse the longer this goes on. No question about it, and I blame them both equally because it takes two to tango. There seems to be no give and no take. I mean, how do you have, how in the hell do you have a 15-minute meeting a few days ago? A 15-minute meeting. I can tell you what got accomplished in those 15 minutes. 15, zero, zero. What can you accomplish in 15 minutes like that? Absolutely. And again, as somebody who is very closely monitoring this, because at, at this point, myself and my lovely wife have tickets to see the Cardinals opening day in St. Louis for April 7th. If, if the season gets pushed back at all, it is going to be a disaster for that. And that date is the 28th my friend. And they've been meeting for longer times this week and every day, which is good, but it doesn't seem yet like that anything of substance has been figured out. I wonder why um, some sort of a mediator hasn't been brought in. I think at this point, the commissioner should have a long time ago, Rob Manfred, who in my opinion, has done nothing but inflame the situation. Let's be honest. Why didn't he bring a mediator in at this point to essentially say, all right, the two of you can't get along. We're going to get a neutral party in here to kind of facilitate the conversation and make things happen because our sport is falling precipitously through the so ranks of favorability. What I mean, 15 Years ago, baseball was America's pastime. And as I've said before in last season, it's it's slowly but surely and steadily now becoming America's last time. I love that line. And just to update you, Blaze, MLB 
had proposed a third party negotiator um, to come in and the players said they are ready to negotiate by themselves and rejected said uh, arbitrator to come in and now i believe but it was too late it was too late yeah and i and i believe that there is there is a third party with them now but it's not at the same level and as you said it's too late at this point this is something that needs to be hashed out between the two of them and I mean, fingers crossed on my end, man. I mean, again, I have a little bit of skin in the game, but it's 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 an underlying issue because this needs to get figured out for the long term. It cannot be for the short term. Ninety five is the last time we had a shortened season. So what? That's well, ninety four. Ninety four was, was, was like, yeah, ninety four was the in the middle of the season strike, but ninety five was a shortened season game wise. Right, right, right. Which is I the see last time that happened, and I think everybody from the owners, players, I, I don't think it's I don't think it's hyperbole to say that everybody wants it to get done, but will it get done, and will they make it get? Done? Who knows? I mean, I, I'm I'm interested to hear what anybody else thinks. You know, if you hop in, let we can talk about it because I don't know if there's a right or wrong answer. Yeah, and and think about it. I think if there wasn't the strike in '94, and unless I'm proven otherwise, but just people that I have talked with who kind of followed the Expos. I mean, I know because I grew up two hours from the Canadian border, about two and a half hours from Montreal. I. People used to make trips up to Montreal to see the Expos. And had the strike not happened in 94, because the Expos were a damn good team at that time. Had that strike not happened, we might still very well have baseball in Montreal because they may have won the World Series or at least come close or put themselves in a good position. The strike ruined that. And just the the fan base couldn't recover and got so dejected. I mean, then again, look, baseball's never going to be the top sport in Canada. It's always going to be hockey, rightly so. That's where the genesis genesis of the sport came from. But that being said, they lost a team because of the strike. And who's not to say that if this continues, other places like Tampa Bay or or Toronto or places where they really struggle to get fans will not alienate the sport entirely. I, I we are in lockstep here, my friend. And breaking news just here: Jesse Rogers uh, at Jesse Rogers ESPN on Twitter. Players leaving Roger Dean now after five hours inside. That was five minutes ago. So a five-hour session. Not sure if how much of it was with each other and how much of it was spent talking amongst themselves. It, it's tough to grasp onto these things that can, that are optimistic, but they have been meeting every day and they've been meeting every day for hours. I, but I we stay, don't know what happened in that meeting. Correct. And I, I stay According to Jesse Rogers. I stay happy or sorry. I stay very optimistic but my hopes aren't high, if that makes sense. Um, 
and and how could they be? I mean, spring training is going to be cut short, which I don't know about you. I really, I, I love spring training. I geek out on spring training. The winters where we are here in the northeast part of the country have been brutal. This winter has been brutal. No exception for you in Connecticut. So I don't know about you. Spring training gives me a sense of of warmth and that spring is somewhere on the horizon. And we get to see some of these players that we might not normally see who have some promise that a few years later we can say, oh, yeah, I remember seeing them, you know, play against Pittsburgh and so, and I remember that they, they really impressed me by, you know, hitting a home run off a of so-and-so, or I really liked the way that person played the field. I mean, for example, I've always been kind of high on Esteban Florial as a Yankees fan. Uh, I'm wearing a, a long sleeve Yankee uh, shirt, which I, I hope uh, I'm displaying loud and proud on camera. Um, it, I, I've been high on him because I saw him in spring training, and I saw what he, what he could bring to the, the table potentially in the major leagues. I'm still high on the guy. Um, I mean, we haven't seen a lot of him in the major leagues because he hasn't really figured out how to hit yet, but the dude can do everything else. And I, I echoed the same thing. Some of my best memories is actually being at a – it was at Roger Dean. And it was because the uh, Cardinals and Dodgers share the same stadium. And as a young, as a younger kid down in Florida and went to a, it was actually a Dodgers. And I remember seeing a young, oh man, I'm going to, I'm going to mess up his name. That's all right. Um, The pit, the journeyman pitcher. He he came out. About how long ago? uh, Jackson, Edwin Jackson. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Edwin and, Jackson. And he came out. He was started with the Dodgers. He was like, a, and, and they he drafted ended, him, ended up, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Ended up playing with Carl, ended up playing with so many teams. And I just remember seeing him as a rookie. I'll never forget that. Got a Dodgers hat. Spring training is special, not only to baseball in general and for like diehards like us, but for those towns, it's huge. Like for, for revenue, these specific, vacation places that have baseball only for what two months of the year and uh, now with six weeks really there yeah so listen yeah so and so if they can get this and let's knock on wood here they are gonna get this done by the 28th we will then only have we will have four weeks of spring training and or it'll no it'll probably end up being two weeks left of of off season and then two weeks of how they even do it I I don't know. I mean, Aaron Judge said on the R2C2, which is the Yankees podcast with Ryan Rucco and CC Sabathia, R2C2, uh, that mm-hmm. he's been, you know, having to drive 20 minutes here, there, and everywhere just to do workouts and that sort of stuff, just to kind of stay in stay in shape. And Aaron Judge, this kind of springboards me onto something here, which is How's the lockout going to impact his future as a Yankee? Because he's he's to be extended, or, or he's going to be a free agent, I believe, at the end of this year. He's been the face of the franchise. Families, 
you bring their kids. He is a must-see player, and he's 30 years old. Injury concerns notwithstanding, he is unquestionably the face of the Yankees right now. Unquestionably. So would you say that he's somebody they need to keep? I, I think it's a gamble. I would not sign him to a lucrative deal because he is approaching 30. He's shown, and, and I mean, look, the, the guy can do everything well. He can hit. He can run. He can field. He can throw. I mean, he has all the intangibles, and he does them all really well, and he's proven it. The one sort of mystery question is, can he stay healthy throughout the duration of a season, which he, up until last year, yeah, that was a huge question, but he largely stayed healthy this past season. So we'll see what happens. And he's shown versatility. Not only can he play the, not only can he play right field, he can also play a really damn good center field. And he's an athlete. <laughs> he, I, I love Aaron Judge, and I would say, just because of his status as a Yankee right now, uh, because he's the face of the franchise and he puts butts in the seats because he's a very likable, family-friendly guy, you gotta, you got to resign him to some sort of deal or, or at least begin the negotiations out of the, out of the lockout, out of the shoot there, so that he doesn't go to free agency. It'd be wise of the Yankees and his agent to do that because I'm sorry it would it would absolutely tear me to bits if he went to another team tear you to bits would. direct quote it would tear me to bits my guy and and that's all good and well and Man, it just brings me back because this is all stuff that we should be like, right? We should be talking about all of the moves that were made because there's so many moves left to be made. There's so many free agents still, um, which which hurts, which is why the, whenever the date is agreed upon, and let's hope it's soon, uh, is so imperative is because they need time to sign the rest of these free agents. They need time to play a little bit of spring training. And, I mean, let's be real. These guys have been training and playing and doing their own stuff, but not being able to be with the teams, it's just – it continues to be a worse and worse look on both ends, please. Yeah. Like, I don't mean to reiterate, and I don't mean to, like uh, – you know, I don't mean to repeat myself, but what it, this lockout does, up. it's bad – it is not, it's just not good for baseball. And what's funny about that is because if they end up getting it done this week, you know, sports are rigged take here. What, what they're getting every baseball fan in, in, into these negotiations. So if, yeah. if they end up doing it at the, at the last second, imagine the drama, you know what I'm saying? And and I just couldn't. Uh, I that's that's my hope. That's my hope is it gets done now. But 
every day that passes, it's it's just not uh, looking good. But it, it begs the question, what do they do? So let's just say they get it done 28, the, the deadline yeah. set by the MLB. Yeah. What does the spring training, in, in your eyes, what does the spring training and free agency look like time-wise? Well, I know one thing. With, it's with gonna opening be a really, day scheduled for the 31st, sorry. Yeah, it, well, it's going to be a really busy March. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, March is one of the busiest sports months of the year because or sports months of the year uh, because of uh, the NHL regular season winding down. You have the NCAA tournament, and you're going to see a free agent frenzy in baseball. And the people I feel the most sorry for are the free agent pitchers and catchers who have lost over a week already to build the chemistry. Uh, that's going to be a consolidated chemistry. I think what you're going to see is, well, I, I think you're going to see a couple of things. Number one, because of the shorter spring training, I think you're going to see more injuries. Number two, I think you're going to see a lot of bad baseball initially, and you know, especially with respect to new batteries with the pitcher and the, cat and the catcher because they're still going to be in that feeling each other out. The amount of time to do so simply is just not going to be as much. And it just, again, it it's such a bad look. And I know you keep saying it, it's, and it bears repeating because we are in a global pandemic. We need things to distract us. Uh, in, and I'm sorry, we're, we're not out of it. And, and anyone who no. thinks we are, think again, please. Uh, we need baseball to distract us from the world we are, you know, dealing with. And, and, not to mention, too, all this other stuff with Russia and Ukraine and the politics and the sanctions and, and the mess that is. One of the best distractors from the crappy reality that we deal with in the world sometimes is sports. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. you know, we need it. Yeah. Now, let's get to some of the rules here, some of the things that have been agreed upon for, for better or worse. Let's start with one of the more controversial ones. The universal designated hitter in both leagues. You're a National League guy. What do you think? Might be a hot take, my friend, but I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. Um, I've seen last year in particular, three Cardinal pitchers get hurt and for a long period of time because of at bats. I'm good. I'm done seeing my pitchers get hurt uh, swinging the bat. Like I, it, it, if I was 20 years older, pro I'm, I would probably be way more livid about this, but at this point, no, nah, and I've been on the other side. I have been for most of my life. No, I love the pitcher hitting. I love the pitcher. Am I going to miss seeing Adam Wainwright blast one? For sure. But I don't want to see them get hurt. They don't. There's no reason for them to get hurt. Let's just. I mean, in today's pitching, today's game, the pitchers weren't aren't weren't asked to hit as much as they were back in the day. It's an outdated rule. 
that I'm okay with now being switched. Bring on the DH. Let's get Pujols to St. Louis. That's my take. Bro, I completely disagree with you. And I'm three months older than you. And, and here's why I disagree. <laughs> I, I mean, for and, and look, one could say as a Yankees fan, I should be for the designated hitter because it's something that happened about 15 years ago, which was Chin Ming Wong, who is pitching for the Yankees, uh, they were in Houston back when the Astros were in the National League and didn't have a cheating scandal hanging over their heads. Chin Ming Wong gets hurt running to first base, essentially ruining his, essentially ending his career. He came back, but was not nearly the same pitcher. And he was, I mean, he was having a really good season at that point. I don't remember the stats exactly, but he was having a really good year nonetheless. I'm not for it, PJ, because I now see zero separation between the leagues. I love that. I loved the divide between the American and National League, which you do not see in any other sport because the pitcher hit. There was added strategy, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, there's no divide in any other sport. No, it's dumb that it is in baseball. It's dumb. I, I, you're so I respect your you saying that, but I again, you're talking about something that happened years ago last year. Blaze three Cardinals pitchers, including Jack Flaherty, got hurt that. hitting the baseball. There's no reason in today's sport why they should. I mean, why is there why? two different rules? Why is there two different rules? Who cares? Like, I, don't, I just don't care anymore. Like, I just oh. don't care anymore. Here's my argument. Condition these guys better. These guys no, are weak. Why? Why? Because there's way too much emphasis in, in Major League Baseball about working out. And th- these guys are way too muscle-bound. That's why all these injuries are happening. That's well, why. And, and, and I feel bad that Jack Flaherty got hurt swinging the bat. Yeah. I feel Running. bad that I feel bad that Ching Chin Ming Wong's Yankee career essentially came to an end and really his career That's... as a whole ended because he was swinging the bat. But you know what though? That's part of playing the game. I'm sorry. I'm I can't be there with you yet because I, I love the uniqueness of the uniformity that divided that that once divided baseball, and, you don't but see you're, that divided you're speak, football, basketball, and hockey. You you're speaking see. as a DH fan. You're you're speaking as a team, as a fan of a team who's had DH this whole time. I'm speaking as somebody who has seen it. You saw it that one time for that like the two series back when Ching Ming Wan played. Now yeah. with with all of the interleague games, no, it's dumb. It is time. I was the biggest proponent of keeping it. I was the biggest proponent. Oh, let's just keep the – we have to keep that that part of the game. It is so stupid in this time in 2022 that we have one league that has the DH and one league that doesn't because that means that the teams that don't can't sign an Albert Pujols, can't sign these, these other guys and just even have them on their bench because the NL has to has – to, Focus on fielding because they have a pitcher hitting every inning. It, it it's ridiculous. See but to me having we have, the, uh, 
To me, having the pitcher hit makes the game better. And if I had it my way, PJ, you'd go back to the early 70s when the pitcher hit in both leagues. Well, there. Well, we, none of us were alive then, and neither was our guest on the hot seat here, Mr. Brett Monroe. Uh, my fellow Yankee, Brett, how in the world have you been, my friend? Hi, uh, yes, my name's uh, Brett Boy. Hello. And, uh, <laughs> Yeah, just calling because uh, you guys oh, sounded man. like you were struggling for content, so uh, oh man, just wanted to, uh, to fill in some time. All right, shut uh, up with your fake act and get to the point. This is this is <laughs> this is not Bretty. This is uh, imposter Bretty. I don't. Uh, just <laughs> just wanted to uh, talk to you about uh, about the pitching uh, and the and the hitting and uh, and that kind of nonsense you were talking about there because. Uh, there's too much money these guys invest in uh, in these pitchers to uh, try and put them uh, at the plate. You know what I'm saying? I get that. It's a little ridiculous. I, I get that. All, all well and fair. But everyone has a bunch of money invested in them. I can't stand the fact that we are now seeing des- designated hitters going into the Hall of Fame for swinging a bat. That kills me. Mm. That kills me. Why? Yeah. Okay. Okay. But I, why? Why would that kill? Hitting you? a baseball is the hardest thing to do in sports. Then, then pitchers shouldn't get in for just throwing a ball. No, that's, that's entirely no, 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 no. Stop that because, because that makes no yeah, sense. By your argument: If you're only doing one thing, then you shouldn't get in the Hall of Fame. So only position players should get in. You're up four times. Hit the ball. That, you're up four, you four, maybe five times a game. These guys are out there. I mean, and, if you're a starter throwing a hundred pitches, if you're a reliever, you're out there throwing one, you know, maybe two innings. I mean, the whole pitching lexicon needs to be redefined, in my opinion, because it it just, I, I, guys, we need to go back to a time when these guys were not getting hurt to the degree that they are. Okay, yeah, but that's just not going to happen. But then you want to not only okay, Blaze, I get it. You don't want them to get hurt, but not only do you not want them to get hurt, you want to reinstitute something back into the game in both leagues. In one case, keep it in the league, yeah, in which you open up more avenues for them to get hurt. Then I mean, what I'm speaking out of both sides, and you're saying, and you're just saying that get in better shape. Getting in better shape is what gets them hurt. Hit is better for baseball. Offense is better for baseball. Home runs sell. Double switches don't sell tickets. I home get runs that. Sell tickets, and and pitchers rarely hit home runs. What do you get? A few a year. A couple pitchers that are good at it. Degrom's pretty good, but most of them aren't Degrom's. I Brett, I get that, but here's the thing: we are seeing a a diametric shift in the league where there are very little to no fundamentals. Fundamentals is what is, is what separates you from good teams and great teams is if the Yankees had some basics of fundamentality, Brett, do you not think that we may have either been in the world series or at least won one since 2000 and freaking nine. Okay. I I understand that argument, but, the fundamental part of it, I disagree with. Should the pitcher fundamentally know how to field his position? Yes. yes. Should the pitcher fundamentally know how to hit? 
No, yes! I disagree. The, fun, the hitter fundamentally does no. not know how to I hit. I disagree. He's not getting paid to hit. He's no. he's paid yeah. to pitch and field his position. You he's are paid to be a baseball player, not do one, no. not do one of the. I other. disagree. I disagree. That's like saying that the center fielder is getting paid to also play shortstop. Four goals. All right. Well, I couldn't hear you, Brett. What? So, so goalies should score goals in hockey and soccer, and the coaches should shoot three pointers in in basketball. No, 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 no. That's exactly what you're saying. No, no, I'm not because those yes, sports are is. set up. No, those sports are set up completely different. So is baseball. The center no, fielder can't play shortstop. What? The the center fielder and shortstops can't just switch positions and be elite at either position. I'm just not like saying. nobody else. That's what you're saying. No. That's what you're saying. Yes, it is. You're saying that pitchers should hit. That's not what they get paid to do. They were good at hitting in high school and little leagues in college. They were good players probably. But if then they got the bag to pitch, not hit. So then they don't practice hitting. They don't get in the box and hit. If you they are pitch. here's the point that I am making. If you if you wear a glove as a you know to field your position you should the expectation should also be that you contribute with the bat as well even if you lay down a bunt uh, i disagree i just, just i just straight up disagree i just straight up disagree i i have loved watching adam wainwright rake as a hitter i have loved watching the suicide squeezes don't get me wrong i love that part of the game but it is not good baseball because the other freaking league that plays 82 games or whatever it is in the, with those rules just has another hitter. Like it's, it, it, it's just not, it just, it's right. It's, it's the time. It's just time. Okay. Let, let's time. see. Let's see if the three of us can agree on this question. Okay. Would you agree that there's way too much interleague? Um, no, I love, I love interleague play. I mean, I mean, personally, I, I, I think, I think the, I think the balance of the schedule is pretty good in baseball, actually. Uh, with mostly, mostly, you mostly play in your division, and then outside of that, you mostly play in your league, and then you fill in the remaining with uh, interleague. I think it's a, I think it's a pretty good balance, and it aren't the, if I'm not mistaken, aren't the leagues, um, odd numbered. Yeah, which is which is the thing. Yeah, that that which kills me. That's what you call odd. It's called odd symmetry, and it makes no sense. I I can't stand it. No, there needs to be thirty-two teams. There needs to be thirty-two teams in this in this sport. I think all three of us can agree on that. And and I don't see. I'd I'd be okay if there was thirty-four teams. I I I don't. You know that doesn't bother me. Uh, Uh, See. See, I but see. I need symmetry. Is that is that you're you know I don't want to I don't want to backtrack too far because we we switch topics. But you know a DH can also lay down a bun the same way a pitcher could. But the DH could also oh, hit a home run. And a DH. A home run okay, so we're than, gonna say a DH can lay down a bunt. Yeah, what is Their so job is to hit. No, no, you're asking a pitcher to just DH bunt. at it than a pitcher. How do you? I know? love it. I love suicide squeezes. It's it's a, it's an out. Yes. It's giving away an out. I'm saying theoretically a DH should be better at it. Well, in theory, bunting. yes. But are they are they expected to practice that? No, because their 
They're paid to do one thing: hit the ball over the fence. Hence, pitchers are paid to do one hitter. thing, please. They're also, signed up as pitchers. What, Brett? What you just said just Bunting. proved everything that Brett just said. Bunting doesn't sell tickets. What do you mean? It's, but it's still the entertainment industry. Industry. Yeah. You're, you're you're more like that. Doesn't make it right. Most DHs are paid to hit. Pitchers are paid to pitch. Period. Yeah, but. but that's what you just it, said. It isn't, That's it is literally entire, what you just said. No, it is entirely different because a no, DH how? is up four, maybe a DH is up maybe four or five times. Pitchers Let's are start. up maybe four, five, six innings. What's the difference? Because they have to face the same guy multiple times. Right. That there is a difference. So is the, no, there is no difference. Yes, there is. There's you, zero difference. You, Brett, generally speaking, now, now you if use. If you would like pitch. more time, let us know. And, uh, oh, did Brett have to drop off? Yeah, hot seat ended. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't catch that. Uh, swinging blindly with uh, PJ Geary, I'm Blaze Bryant. Yeah, Brett we're, Monroe we're was just here. with us. Uh, on on Colorcast, we're also on. Uh, Facebook Live, I, I could only imagine what my face has looked like as I've been screaming at you guys. Um, and uh, when, when Brett comes back, uh, let me know, and I'll, I'll, I'll pot the board or pot the fader back up here uh, inside Radio Talk. But, I, I mean, bro, you, you were a pitcher at one point, right? Yes, correct. Okay. So, I, but you, you were never a starter, per se. I did both. Okay, so so when you were a starting pitcher, and you faced the same guy in the same game multiple times, mm-hmm. did you or did you not pitch him differently? Me personally, I'm probably not the great greatest guy to ask because I would normally get rocked after my first time through. Um, but I mean, no, I. I Again, and we're talking. I, I never got to the level where you really game play like that. I, uh-huh. I I just pitched the same. I did whatever I did best, and just hope that it worked. So I'm I'm okay. not the right person to ask. I I I I just and and I'm glad that we are on such opposites here because it just especially being fans of the opposite leagues is of teams in the opposite leagues is. It, it, I, I was such a big proponent of keep the no no DH no DH no DH. Yeah, only recently I remember have that. Been, only recently have I come because, uh, and it has to do with the injuries, and it has to do with it is not exciting baseball anymore. It's just not the way the game is played anymore. And like st- stolen bases, we don't see it anymore. Does that stink? Sure, that's just not the game that. that we see. Yeah. You can hate it, but it's just the way it is. Like, there's no like why dwell dwell on it when it's just not. It's just it's out of your control. And then the the suicide squeezes, suicide squeezes have been out of it. And and honestly, it makes it more electric when you see them. But I agree. But that doesn't mean. And you said it yourself. DHs are paid to hit. Pitchers are paid to pitch. Man. There, there's nowhere in a pitcher's job description that says you should be able to hit or drop a bunt down. Why, and I say that 
because literally half of the league, the AL, doesn't have to do that. They don't have to worry about that. They just go up to bat and just look at it. That, that, that when they're, when they're in NL parks, I just that's the way it is. Like that's just the way it's been, and I don't see why why the, there's ha- so you're asking one half of the league to continue to have to do that when the other half just doesn't. That's just a difference in in playing field. That's literally a difference in playing field because then these NL pitchers have to do more to be ready than the AL. That's just a fact. All well and fair. And you're right on that. I, the thing that I liked about it the most, and I've said it before, is that it, there is a clear delineation between the American and national league that is now disintegrated. I wish there were more, there was more of a divide in football, basketball, and hockey. There's not. I love that uniqueness. What would be the divide though? Like literally what, what give me an example of what you could possibly divide in, in, in the other sports. Well, there's nothing. It's because it's just the way the structure is. I love there's literally nothing you can add to either sport, man. I know there isn't. I know. So you wish, but there's no way for it to happen. I bro, I I know. Trust me, I know. I get it. I just wish that there was still a divide because I loved that. I loved watching interleague games in National League parks to see the strategy. I I mean I because and and now there's just, just not the, there's the just not the chess game and I know I'm in the minority yeah. and my mind's not going to change on it your mind's not going to change on it Brett's mind isn't going to change on it so it it just so let's move on to something else uh, wasn't there something about the uh, overshift and, and stuff to sure. do with shifts I'm not sure I, if I heard something about that. I don't know if anything has been, but welcome back, Brett. All right, Brett uh, is uh, back with us. Did you want back to add anything before we move on? I know it got a little, little, little heated the first time on the hot seat, which is good. Uh, <laughs> but you know, nothing but love for both of you. I have thoughts on shifts too, so we don't have to keep talking about DH. I think we've, we've, you know, we've exhausted that. Beat yeah, that, beaten agree. that to the ground. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I, with the shifts, if, if I don't like the idea of like outlawing shifting altogether, but I do think that like the shortstop and third baseman or, or whoever, two people should always be required to be on uh, uh, the same the side of the, op- like, the, the same side of the field. Yes. Where they move after the pitch is thrown, like in Little League, then, then whatever. But, yep. You you need to be aligned in a certain spot with, before the pitch is thrown, and then after that's your business. Mm-hmm. I, I bro, and, right there and with some you. Of, and some of the balls and some of the scorchers that get stuck in the gaps because they're allowed to align before the pitch would probably still get through. So maybe Mark Teixeira would have a better career batting average. Yeah, but I mean, Mark Teixeira had a hell of a career batting average oh, I'm just notwithstanding I'm just, I, I'm just I, you know I'm you know I'm, I'm a huge to share a guy so me just, too I was just trying to get him a couple points there you know what I mean yeah totally totally man absolutely but, uh, 
Yeah, because I mean, in little league, you're not allowed to seal a base before before the pitch is thrown. Pitch has to be thrown. So I mean, it, it might just open up the field a little bit more, and and it would probably maybe appease both sides. Maybe not. There's probably people firmly entrenched that uh, shifting before the pitch is a good thing. And I, I I don't know. I think I think offense is good for baseball. You know, I I pre- preventing runs is great for winning, which is what these teams want. But I think sometimes what a what what a team wants is not always what's best for for the game itself. So there needs to be a healthy medium, and I hope that's what they're talking about at these meetings. Or they're probably just talking about money. Of course they are, because that's all they care about. Yeah, yeah, right. They're probably just talking about money. That's exactly what's going on. But yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I when it comes when it comes to it. it I, what I will say is that the people that think the shift has killed baseball is, I mean, that's just a little egregious, but do I think that, you know, speaking of growing up playing baseball, you know, it, we were n- nothing. I mean, the only shift we had was either uh, corners. So the, you know, first and third base hugged the corners a little bit more and double play where the mid mid infield would, would, shade a little bit towards the uh towards the second base and then the other the only other one really that i ever played with was um like when there was a guy on second or first or whatever when you're holding them on you kind of play a little bit differently but other than that i was never i would never ever played a shift where we're i, I played a lot of middle infield and was never the only reason why i would ever be on the the grass outfield grass is because we're playing back for a good hitter you know <laughs> so I, I, I could I understand why they do it, but I think it, it would be a more exciting baseball if it was like maybe curtailed a little bit. I don't know what that looks like, but that's something I, I could get behind as well. Yeah, I mean, guys, I, I just there there are aspects of the game that I I really miss, such as uh, this clip here of Ricky Henderson breaking the stolen base record. The A's having come from behind a three, a one-nothing deficit. Ricky goes, a pitch taken, he's going to have it. He does. Ricky Henderson, no contest, steals third base, jerks the bag from its moorings, and holds it aloft, representing number 939. I mean, that to me is what baseball is, is all about, those exhilarating plays like that that we just don't see anymore. And I'm a huge fan of Yanni throwing people out, but yeah, still, it. The thing about it is, 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 and it's right or wrong. Stolen bases are looked at as giving away an out potentially, and that's just not. As Brett has said, I mean, it, in today, in every, pretty much every sport across the board, offense is up. Offense is what sells tickets. Offense is what, what puts asses in the seats, as they say, and that's just the way that it goes. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, there was a whole a hula, you know, whatever about hula blue. Uh, thank you. A hula blue is what I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the uh, that's the Hawaiian version in the skirts. Yeah, yeah. About uh, the dead balls, and then clearly they lifted the dead ball, and now and everything was lifted out of the parks, as they say. But I don't know. I mean, it, it's just it's just the way that these industries go, and what makes money what's what sells advertisements um 
Yeah, but, I I get it, bro. I Brett, I do. Brett, we didn't we didn't really get to get your take on. Uh, well, first of all, if you want to respond to the, uh, the stolen base and your your thoughts on that, but then also a, a couple of thoughts on the lockout. Uh, well, Ricky Henderson's great. Uh, there was a ESPN audio. 30 for 30 on Ricky Henderson and, and that whole story and his whole story. And it was, he's a very interesting figure in, in baseball history. Um, and it is, a, it is a shame that stolen bases aren't a part of the game more. I wish they weren't seen as giving away an out. Yeah. But I don't know how to, I don't really know how to do anything about that. Cause I mean, that it, it just is chancing that you are giving away an out. Um, but uh, all goes back I mean, to fundamentals, I, Brett. With, doesn't with it? The, with the with the lockout, there's things that you know. The pace of play has been such a big topic around baseball for years now. It feels like, and you know, they're talking about pitch clocks and adding all sorts of other clocks or other things to the game. And I'm like, there's just I think probably ways to speed up the game without adding a bunch of gimmicks because even if it even if it does sell money like i i'm not all about the money too like there is a there's still a a purist there too so i don't want to i don't want to strip the game of everything but with this lockout you just hope that the game comes back at all really (laughs) yeah yeah it it, it just and and that's then that's just it man you you hit the nail right on the head. I mean, I don't know if you heard us talking about Aaron Judge earlier. Uh, as another fellow Yankee fan, what do you think about that? I missed that. Earlier, okay, so you would have to pose so the question. Essentially, I, you know, the question I'll tee it up for you again is: Would you re-sign Aaron Judge, and what's that going to look like? As this lockout progresses, I mean, I, I mean, would think I you'd have, I would to. have to look up. I, I would have to look up at all the upcoming free agents, but I would think that you have to. Yeah, you, I don't think there's a, I don't think there's a better option out there that helps you towards winning at this moment. I mean, you you should have your pitcher in Garrett Cole, so you're going to need your stud hitter, which should be Aaron Judge, and yeah. I would resign him because you don't have, there's no clearer avenue to winning in, in the present than, than resigning him as to what that contract looked like. I mean, they're probably not going to want to do more than six years. I wouldn't. Would you? Yeah. No, I probably wouldn't want to do more than five. I'd probably, I'd probably want to pay him a lot for five years. I would instead of paying him, instead of signing a ten-year contract. Yeah, I mean, no, no doubt about it. It, it just yeah. And the other thing I was saying to PJ too is he is the face of the franchise. Okay, uh, Brett, make a make a quick final point, and then we gotta let you go. He is the face of the franchise. He is. Uh, uh, 30 years old as I'm about to be. My birthday is tomorrow. Today is my last day in my 20s, and I spend it here with you on the hot seat, swinging blindly. Love you guys. Thank you. For Love you me. too. Enjoy the aches Again. and pains. Happy 30. 
Uh, Thank you. They've already started for me. Yeah, all, all, all the love to the great Brett Monroe. I mean, and, and you just uh, turned uh, 30 pretty recently too, didn't you? Correct, last month tomorrow. Wow. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it certainly plays. What you can expect from this is the unexpected because I think that the the, the conversation needs to keep going. And that's really what, happens what should and needs to happen with baseball not only yeah. with the mlb and mlbpa but with fans alike the conversation continues and it's a great community to be involved with and i i want to i want to take swing blindly to wherever we can get it man i mean absolutely we we are a unique couple of dudes and we can uh talk about any kind of baseball acumen that you would like to get in with and uh well you know that's that's really what we're bringing and let's just fingers crossed man fingers crossed that they get it done yes fingers crossed indeed i mean as the as the deadline is uh, you know just a just a few days away from getting getting something done hey did you see uh and and i love juan soto as a player he did an absolutely foolish thing, in my opinion, declining a 13-year uh, contract from the Nationals. Incredible. Incredible. You saw um, that, right? Yeah, and, and the growing feeling is that he can get $500 million. Um, Incredible. The, the, the type of money being thrown around. Yeah. Um, plays, I mean, just we can agree on this. You get offered something like that, you take it. Yeah, especially, especially, <laughs> you know, knowing that because of the lockout, truly nothing is guaranteed. No. Well, and we won't know until anything is uh, set in stone. And then, I mean, I think if this gets done this week, we will have a hell of a show next week um, because I think the floodgates would open. Um, but yeah, I, I did see that. And it, it seems like somebody's going to get more, whether I know Acuna signed for a relatively cheap uh, deal. And then Soto being the now, I mean, who else is like a Soto? Is there any other player like a Soto? Uh, no, no. And, and I mean, the thing with Acuna, bro, is he's coming off of that injury yeah, and him. a significant one as an outfielder, I might add. So it, it's, I hate to say it, but he was not exactly negotiating from a position of strength. Yeah, I believe, here, let me, uh, let me stats guys it real quick. Sure thing. He already had signed the, had he already signed it? Yeah. Yeah, and we're going to be on it. Eight year. Hundred million dollars, which in 2019, and and good on the Braves, yeah, good on the Braves for 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 striking that deal while the window of opportunity was there. And it's speaking of the Braves, it looks like Freddie Freeman might be going elsewhere. Yeah, I know you're probably looking forward to a potential Yankee. Freddie Freeman as a Yankee is that something you would like? 
Uh, I I certainly would not say no to that. That's for sure. Cause uh, I and I'm drawing a blank here. Did did Anthony Rizzo sign with anyone, or is he still out there? No, he, no, he's yeah, he's still on the nothing set there. I mean, either one of those guys, because uh, I I like both equally. Um, I, I I mean, Freeman is probably the slightly better player. It's close to me. It's close. Uh, slight edge to Freeman. I also think he's a little bit older than Rizzo. Uh, and and I really, bro, I was pretty damn impressed in Rizzo with what I saw in the two months after the trade deadline. Oh, yeah. I mean, Rizzo's a perfect Yankee, but I also think Freddie Freeman's kind of also a perfect Yankee. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. I... I it would be talk about weird seeing you know seeing a guy in different jerseys. Freddie Freeman's up there. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a couple obvious ones, but Freddie Freeman not in a Braves jersey. That's just like jarring almost. Yeah, uh, it, you know, in a way, in a way, kind of like Robinson Cano being in Seattle. That's oh, that's another one. I agree. Even the even as I met. Um, yeah, that's another good one. There's the guys that you would never yeah, like. Ichi- Ichiro being a Yankee instead of a Mariner. Oh, yeah, that was bizarre. Yeah. I I mean, and when Ichiro is one of my all-time favorite players, when I heard oh, that yeah. we got Ichiro, <laughs> I would, even at that point in his career, I was ecstatic because it was freaking Ichiro. Ichiro. Yeah. I, that's because all it was I have to Ichiro. say. Ichiro. Yeah. What about Randy Johnson? What was your reaction when when the Yankees got Randy Johnson? Um, well, he was okay for them, right? All right, he was all right. I mean, also too, it was not a great uh, point in his uh, career either. So it was uh, one of those, uh, you know, one of those uh, 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 deals there. Um, but you know what? What can you do? Let me um, ask you about a couple more Yankees, random Yankees. Uh, Ra- Raul Mondesi. He, uh, what about him? Just your thoughts on him as a Yankee? Good Yankee, uh, bad Yankee, nothing. I hmm, Mondesi. Uh, awesome Blue Jay. He, uh, awesome Blue Jay. He's an all right Yankee. Uh, great arm, great great arm. Ruben Sierra. Uh, uh, Ruben Sierra helped the Yankees win a championship. Uh, yeah, I I loved Ruben Sierra, loved him. Hmm. How about Nick Johnson? Uh, I I really felt for the guy when he broke his leg. I don't, you know, I don't immediately think of him as a Yankee in terms of career overall, because he was, if I'm remembering correctly, he was an expo uh, prior to becoming a Yankee. What about Kevin Brown? Oh, F Kevin Brown. <laughs> oh, God. Bro, you, oh, you opened up a gaping wound. I've heard, I've, 
Kevin freaking Brown. Okay, Sheffield. I liked him. Uh, and that was another weird one for me because uh, he was a brave, and then and then we ended up getting him. Yeah. There you go. I cleansed you there. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know about that. Uh, the, I, the, the Kevin, the Kevin Brown. I mean, that was. <laughs> I mean, how Brian Cashman still has his job after freaking Kevin Brown is beyond me. But I mean, because that was fire. I mean, that was a fireable move. That was a fireable move with Kevin Brown. Oh man! Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh. Swinging blindly, uh, PJ. Well, I turned down the wrong fader. Uh, you good now, bro? Uh, as uh, PJ is uh, dealing with a little bit of a, a coughing thing, so uh, he well now has unmuted and is uh, back with us. I, I think what happened is he he got some of the sawdust I kicked up from uh, you, you know and when Kevin he mentioned Brown. Kevin Brown, yeah. So that was a karma kind of working its vengeance. Shout out Kevin you. Brown. Yeah. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Kevin Brown. <laughs> oh. I mean. Brett, Brett said, sign me the FU star star up for Freeman. Uh, yeah, can't argue with Brett. Can, cannot argue with him. Um, and shout the other. Yeah. Thank you for joining us just now. Absolutely, and and speaking of uh, speaking of things that are indisputable, bro, we are flat out of time. Flat out of time. Yeah, we are uh, flat out of time. Hey, we we did it. We did our first Facebook Live uh, and Colorcast. Uh, I, I mean, not our first time on Colorcast, but uh, our first time, you know, with the multi technical setup, and uh, that that went smoothly. I think. I think so too. We had a little bit of uh, what you want in a podcast, what you want in a show. We put it at heads, but at the end of the day, we love each other. Yeah, for sure. Uh, great show, bro. Couldn't have done it without you. Thanks to uh, Brett Monroe for hopping on. We'll be doing this every week uh, live here on Facebook at facebook.com slash swinging blindly podcast. Uh, you made the page. Am I correct? On uh, I'm right on the name, aren't I? Yep, that's for Facebook. Is Swinging Blindly podcast Twitter? It's at Swinging Blindly. I've been pretty active on Twitter recently, so go yeah. and interact with me on so there. We'll, yeah, um, we'll we'll get this me. up. And then, uh, yeah, and then obviously we're Colorcast. So yep, we'll, Colorcast. Uh, uh, thanks. As you said. Yeah. Thanks to the crew at Colorcast for for providing us uh, the the platform that we get to use uh, for free. Uh, you, you know, we don't have to pay for it. Uh, Great on Colorcast for for providing such an awesome uh, platform for free, uh, and again, that's an Apple app only. But we are gonna uh, we're gonna Blazing post this. takes. Yeah, Blazing takes. Uh, B l a i s i n takes is the uh, Colorcast handle, and this is also gonna be available wherever you get your podcasts. So, a uh, lot of good stuff. Always. Uh, so for PJ Geary, I'm Blaze Bryant, and bro, we'll sign off like we do every other time. 
Do we care if we swing and miss? Not at freaking all. Because that's what swinging blindly is all about. And we're done there. And I'm just going to uh, end here on uh, color cast. I just have to find the little thingy here and cast. <laughs>